0: On today's episode of the JRW Audio Experience, I answer the question, what do war plagues, states collapsing, and revolution have in common? Enjoy. J-Dub Nation coming at you. So I'm answering the question on today's episode of What Am I? It's a, This is a merge. What Am I is a mix of a question, and it's a mix of the new show and the thing I'm doing, What Am I? So what am I? If I am war, and I represent this, whatever I am, if I'm connected and related to war, plagues, revolution, and states collapsing, what am I? So the thing that's so important when you understand what this represents is equality. Equality is created from wars. A lot of people don't realize it, but the most friction-heavy processes, this is why I talk so much about friction-free living. Our growth and our optimization oftentimes comes from from the most difficult, friction-heavy processes. And if you think about the most friction-heavy processes and the most painful, they are war, they are plagues, they are pandemics like we're going through They are revolution and they are the collapse of something. If a state collapses or a society collapses and there's great inequality within that state or society, that's going to lead to a redistribution of equality and wealth and fairness. So once you understand that, one of the great representations of equality and the great catalyst of equality is war. If you look at our history— There's very few things besides plagues and wars that have created more equality. It's a really interesting conversation and topic because at the same time, they can create inequality, right? Because they're the ultimate ground. The ultimate ground for inequality to thrive and inequities to show is war because if I have all the resources and tools and I'm fighting someone that doesn't have resources, then the inequality flourishes and it's magnified. But at the same time, The concept of the founder's mentality and the concept of being insurgent. If you look at when the U.S. won the war against the Redcoats, we were insurgent. We created a new way of fighting. We were not fighting the traditional way. We were fighting like militias, and we were fighting in small, agile groups that were insurgent-like. And our war with Al-Qaeda is a great topic around that because Al-Qaeda sustains because it's an insurgent. And if you operate insurgently in life, in war, in business, whatever it is, it really becomes difficult to distinguish you or distinguish something that is insurgent. So insurgents are really oftentimes successful due to their disruptiveness and due to the fact that they are small, agile, and flexible and they're able to sustain when rigid bureaucracy is incredibly inefficient and incredibly ineffective, and it's just large, and it's implementing its power of uh, resources and power of control because of its size. A lot of times, rigid bureaucracy in size isn't really efficient. It doesn't really have efficacy. Besides the fact that it has all the resources and it has control and power because of their size. But size is a major red flag. So at the end of the day, I find it really interesting when you look at what's going on with the pandemic and you look at the growth and the opportunity that comes from it in a way. If you look at it, it gave people the chance to have hit pause on working a job they might not like or they might not enjoy. And they got to get unemployment for a year or a year and a half. And they get the chance to really be reflective then and look at themselves. And I think at the end of the day, it's really interesting when people start talking about what activities and what events generate the most equality. And it's really interesting that war and that pandemics and plagues and states collapsing and revolution are what generate the most equality in the history of our existence. That has just been the case. So I find that really interesting. I don't know about you, Uh, But at the end of the day, the key concept here is not only insurgent versus rigid bureaucracy, but it is the concept of understanding that pain and pain is what brings us our optimization. Difficult, painful things are what bring us growth. My most growth has come from the most painful, difficult things I've ever done. And at the end of the day, that's the reality. That friction generates growth and friction generates optimization and to me that's what I hear when I think about equality and I think about this conversation and topic about war plagues pandemics revolution and states collapsing I think about painful difficult and it's friction heavy processes there's not much more that's ever more friction heavy than war or plagues or pandemics but they're the processes I believe that lead to optimization growth and improvement for me, that's been the case in my life, and I believe that we can, as a species, start to lean into and understand that and be like, okay, the difficult, painful things are where I grow, so I don't want to shut down in those moments, or I don't want to shy away or be submissive in those moments, but I want to flourish, and, and I want to challenge myself to be my strongest and most resilient and most pow- like most empowered in those moments of difficult times and difficult, friction-heavy, painful, struggling moments. So for me, losing my mom was one of those. And for me, also being homeless was one of those. Going to jail was one of those. Um, a friction-heavy moment in my life also was my addiction. Although addiction to me represents the opposite of friction, right? If you think about addicts and you think about people that are addicted to something they run away from friction. It's the ultimate example of running away from friction and being addicted to comfort. Someone that's always trying to escape reality and be in a space of euphoria and a space of comfort and pleasure. And that is the definition of essentially never living in friction or facing growth or facing painful, difficult people, places and things. And drug addicts are the ultimate example. That's why for me, I've learned so much from that is understanding that when you're a drug addict or someone that's addicted to something like our species is currently addicted to friction-free living, being addicted to friction-free living means you're afraid of people, places, and things that force you to audit and inspect your your inner subjective interpretation and inner subjective biases and inner subjective delusions or your inner subjective interpretations of life and the data. And at the end of the day, that is why a lot of people shy away from people that challenge them or represent something that is more data orientated and based and rational because a lot of us don't want to ever friction via the friction addiction we don't ever want to challenge we don't ever want to inspect or audit our beliefs our interpretations and our data our measurements of the data so at the end of the day Understanding this is incredibly important and understanding that these moments are where we grow. These moments are where we optimize. And oftentimes, the most difficult, challenging moments, the ones like war and plagues and pandemics and revolutions are where we unify. They're where we come together. Oftentimes, it's the one thing that we can rally around and unite and come together on is these painful, difficult moments. So when you think about it, oftentimes these are the moments in our history where the greatest equalities are done and the greatest shifts come from as far as optimization, as far as a society on a macro level, but also on a micro level when it comes to equality for all. So at the end of the day, what am I if I represent catalytic? if I'm a catalyst for equality and I am a redistributor of equality? And I represent eliminating inequality. What am I? I'm war. I'm plagues, pandemics, revolution, and social and state collapses. That is what I am. We're in media using the written word photo and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, transparent, authentic fashion that we can bring hope, education, advocacy, and empowerment to the end consumer. Because none of us are right and none of us are wrong. It is simply our perspective of the data. Please continue to like, share, subscribe, listen, and download the show, as well as leave reviews. It means a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you.